Welcome to season three of Motivate Me. We invite you to travel the 50 states in 90 days as we interview people about their passion. Why? In order to inspire you to live a life that's more exciting or more meaningful. This is Motivate Me, and I'm Lynette Renda. So ladies and gentlemen, I find myself here still in Billings, Montana, but I am in a sports complex now and I'm speaking to Chris Dixon, whose passion is actually working with athletes. And you know, I know sports is part of your passion, but mentoring athletes, males, females of all ages has really kind of been a very important part of your life. Now, just to give everybody a little backstory, you are a coach here and you're a coach of the Billings Wolves. And make sure you correct me if I, you know, I'm, I'm so good at sports, Chris. Um, but you were also on the, what, what was the name of the team again you told me for Coach Carter, the movie, the basketball um, team? Well, Coach Carter is um, the Richmond High School basketball team in Richmond, California. I played on that basketball team. Do you think, because, you know, obviously mentoring athletes and everything, do you think being a part of that team or having Coach Carter as your coach or, or you know, having a movie based off of that played any role in your want to mentor? Yeah, I, th I think it did. I think it started before that, though, the way I grew up. Um, really no father in my life. Um, my father was in and out. You know, I think Coach Carter, the one thing he taught me was, you know, how special it is to be a dad. You know, him and his son Damien was so close, you know, and it, and it, it was a relationship that I wanted with my father. And, you know, not to have that, I had children of my own. I had a, my first son at 18. And so ever since, you know, I've had my son, he's been the biggest change in my life. You know, he definitely changed my life a lot. Um, and so ever since then, it's been a passion for kids. And that's where I am now is just trying to help young athletes get to their goals. And my, my goal is to help give them an opportunity to get where they want to get to. It's their job to take it on and, and see where they can take it. But at least I got the opportunity to offer it to them. How did you make this transition from athlete to coach? Um, I played 10 years in the indoor football game. Um, 2014 was my last year. I played for the Sioux Falls Storm my last year. And um, you know, I decided that you know, my kids' life was more important than mine now. You know, their goals, they have been supporting me for all my indoor football career. So it was time for me to support them. And so, you know, I made the decision that I wasn't gonna play anymore and retire. And then the coaching job opened up and I, I took advantage of it because it was a win-win. I could be in Billings at home um, with, with the kids and also coach here. And so I took advantage of it. So being that this is your passion, can you think of a time or two, you know, a story or an athlete that really struck home for you, that made you feel like, wow, I'm doing exactly what I should be doing in my life? Um, I think it's many of them, but I, I would say my son. Um, you know, when Trey was going through, you know, Trayvon and Krishan was going through their times of growing up and being able to help them out and, you know, to see my son 
signing scholarship to go to Montana State, you know, was was the biggest thing to me. And, you know, he has a great support system from his mother and his grandfather and his aunt and all them. But, you know, to, for him to step in my house after signing it and giving me a hug and saying, you know, thank you and, you know, excited he was to go able to sign a college scholarship, I would say was the biggest moment. He's not my blood son, but to be able to give him a father figure and ability to get where he wanted to get to was probably the biggest moment of my life at this time to be able to see that happen. How did that make you feel knowing that you you didn't get that kind of guidance and support in your life from your own father? Well, I think it was a great, one of the best feelings. And I don't really think it was about my father. I think the biggest thing for me was about Trayvon and seeing him reach his goal, you know, and he, you know, he wanted to go to college. He wanted to play football. I remember his sophomore year, I was in Orlando playing and we was on the phone and I'll just never forget the moment. I'm walking into practice and he's trying to figure out basketball or football for, you know, what he wanted to do in college. And we were talking and he going into his junior year. This is the summer of his junior year. And I'm like, you know, think this out. You're, you're 6'1". You're a short basketball player, but you're a big football player. Okay, and we had the whole conversation and, you know, he said basketball and I just laughed and I'm like, you know, about an hour later, well, no, a couple hours later after practice, I get a call. You're right, I want to play football. <laughs> and so, you know, to have that conversation and, you know, him transformation to saying he wants to play college football and to see him doing it now and to also see him start as a freshman this year for Montana State has been like the biggest thing. So not only did he get to college, he started right away. And for those moments, you know, it's not about me. It's not about my goals, but I'm happy to see him reach his goals. He was a quit today. I'm a proud father, you know, no matter what. And, you know, I, I call myself his father because he gave me that title. It wasn't me saying, you know, this is just my son. And, you know, he wanted to call me dad. You know, when he was 12, he asked me, you know, can he call me dad? And I was open doors from there. And, you know, to see him be where he is, you know, is a great thing. And now to see my son, Krishan, who's a freshman in high school, you know, to go to the state championship his freshman year at Central, you know, I'm blessed to just watch them reach their goals and do what they love to do. And, you know, watching those two set the tone for my eight-year-old Donovan. I mean, you couldn't be a proud moment to watch, you know, each level of your kids growing up. They're giving back to each other and learning from each other and to be able to set the tone for their lives. I got to I got to say those are my proudest moments right now. We were just having a conversation yesterday just about the fact that for some reason there's no accomplishments of our own that, you know, can possibly compare to how we feel about the com accomplishments of our kids and and the pain is the same way it's like we feel pain worse for our children than we do for ourselves but success is the same so i mean you do view this right. child as your right. as your and, as your and, own and, and a lot of people you know they they see him as my son i mean and it doesn't matter what they see though we know what our relationship is mm -hmm. i mean he sits right here right now he'll say dad dad can i have this or dad can i do this or you know dad you know what I mean and that, that that's my moment you know but my my you know my moments for me personally is to be able to share my championship moments with my kids mm -hmm. you know that when I played indoor football to have you know six championships and 
all of them being there for them. I've had at least one kid at every championship game. And so after the game, being able to hug my sons or, you know, I have moments in the newspaper where my daughter, me and her are having fun with confetti coming down and, you know, she's doing snowmans and all that. Those are the moments I love, you know, to be able to share those and watching them enjoy the moment just as much as I did, you know, and it wasn't, it never was just about me winning a championship. Like I always told my kids, I never want to come home empty handed. And I used to tell my teammates that. I said, I'm spending six months away from my kids, even though I'm seeing them and they're coming back and forth, but I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to waste these six months. That's I'm exactly. bringing something home for them. And yes. so that's why, you know, each championship means something because I got to share those moments with them. I never will be that dad that, you know, I used to be able to do this. Or you, they've seen me do it. Mm-hmm. They've been a part of it. So when I push them, they already know why I'm pushing them because they've shared the moments of what hard work got me. And so I'm able to do that. It's such a gift. It's such a gift of guidance mm-hmm. and role modeling that you're giving your own children mm-hmm. and the other athletes that you work for. And you know, something we talk about on the show is about how the lessons we learn in life are hard. The, you know, the experience that you had with your dad not being there, it just makes you so aware of how important what you have to give these other people is. Do you mm-hmm. feel that that lesson kind of, that, you're, that you learned that and that's helped you Right. No, it, it helped me a lot. I mean, what my dad, when I was about three to four, I wouldn't even say five. I would say I remember my dad playing softball. And I, I, I mean, everybody would always say my dad's name. You know, Dixon's up, Dixon doing this. And, you know, I wanted that moment. I'm not going to literally say my dad never taught me anything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of grass from my father. There's a lot of bad habits he had that, you know, taught me how to be a better father you know um at some point you know we've developed between me and my kids is a our morals and values as you know a family you know we're you know I asked my kids one day you know when when somebody look at your jersey what do you want them to see what does the name Dixon mean to you or what do you want it to mean to them when they look at the back of your jersey? And we sat down and we came up with our own morals and values as the way we want to live our life. And, and so the D in our last name means drug-free. The I is intelligent. The X means extraordinary. We don't want to be like nobody else. We are our own family. We are our own people. You know, we don't have to follow the crowd. The O means obedient. We'll do our best to obey all laws. If we make mistakes, we're, we're never going to collapse as a family because we know we're extraordinary, we make mistakes, and that's what life is. They're gonna grow, they're gonna go through their hard times. The last is the end, and we never give up. No matter if we're playing, sports, school, no matter what you're going through in life, you know? And then, you know, we always say, you know, we, we do our best to put God first, you know? And so when you put those morals and values in their life, they made it up, I didn't. We sat down as a family and came up with that. You're giving me goosebumps all over right now. <laughs> I just love it. I love everything you're saying. You know, what do you think your greatest challenges are? Um, right now, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't live my life. I don't think anything's a challenge because I feel like when you when you live life with no fear, 
you take it as it comes. I have no fear. So when you say challenge, I say that's fear. I think that I think you have fear if you you take everything as like a like it's hard to do. I have no fear. I feel like I can succeed at anything as long as I got the right guidance. I got you know a spiritual backing. I got family who support me. You know, if you put yourself let, let, let's let's put life on a baseball field. Okay, you got home. A play. sports analogy. And I'm so I, surprised. I'm about to get you. And, and the reason why I'm giving you a sports analogy. <laughs> no, it's great. No, I love and, and, it. And I want I want you to look at sports in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that's why I give sports analogies. If you put yourself on a baseball field, yep. and let's say home plate is your purpose, what do you live your what do you live your life for? Okay, me, I want to be, I want to be somewhat, you know. And I know a lot of people don't really, you know, a lot of people, the word God or Jesus, people go against. So, you know, I do my best to live my life the right way. Okay, so then I head down first base, okay? My first base is person. That's me. Who am I? Well, if I have a purpose, I already know who I am as a per- person, okay? I want to be a righteous, good guy. So, as I know who I am as a person, I go to second base, which is my family, friends, when I go to second base, because I know who I am as a person and what I stand for, it's easy to put the right people and, and guide my family the way I want to because I already know where I want to be and what I will accept and not accept as a man. So then when I leave my purpose with my family, I got that support. I got all those people. I hit the third base. Now, third base is your career. What do you want to, what do, you want to do with your life? What do you, you want to be? You know? And when that career, when you understand who you are at first base, second base, the family support system, everything else, when it comes to career, you know what you want to do. You know what you want to give back to, your time to, everything you want to do and what you want to do with your life. You know, they tell you don't have a job, have a career. Well, for me, I would only live my life if that career is something I want to do. I would never just have a job. Money is not the biggest motivator for me keeping my family happy being who I want to be is my motivator so if that career fails I always got the family support I always got the friends support and I know who I am as a person so I can always bounce back from any career or any job that I've done so that's why when you say challenge I have no fear because I got the family support, I got the friendship support, I know who I am as a person, I know my purpose in life. So that's why I think, why I deb- and I think that's key, knowing your purpose mm-hmm. is key. Right. What do you think you've learned about yourself through all of this? Um, that I don't have a limit. I don't make excuses. You know, if I fail, I fail and I get up and I keep going. I don't worry about, you know, when you're young and you're going through life, you worry so much. I don't worry anymore because I got I got backing, you know. I got a purpose. I got a spiritual backing. I got a family backing. There's no limit to my life to me, and that's what I tell young people. Don't put a limit on your life. Don't make excuses. So I always I want I try to get people to act. That's my goal, right? I want them to act because so many times people don't. Mm-hmm. And I say, okay, first you need to envision what you want to do. What would your life look like? Like, let's say for you, you transitioned from coaching, uh, from playing to coaching and mentoring. So it's like, you have to see yourself being the coach and playing that role. Then you have to explore how to make it happen and then execute a plan. So what kind of advice can you give my listeners on that front 
if they want to move into either something they're passionate about or specifically into what you do? Um, I would say, I would say it's hard to put a vision on anything because most people say you got to envision it. I wouldn't say envision it. I would say more of find your purpose first. Know your purpose. You can't envision anything because you don't, you don't really know what you want to do. I would say before you jump into anything, even your passion, you got to have a purpose. You got to know who you are before you can do anything. I can say I'm passionate about being a, a computer specialist. I can say I'm passionate about cell phones. Like, I, I mean, I have a, I've had a kid who said he's passionate about building video games. But in order for me to build that video game, I got to understand what I want it to look like because my name is on it. Mm -hmm. You can't just build a video game just because it said, I, I feel like I'm, that's my, you got to know your purpose. And what I mean by your purpose is you got to know what do you want it to look like because your name is on it. Remember, me and you can have the same vision, but I got to know what I want it to look like because mm -hmm. my name is on it. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. And I get where you're coming from. We all can have the vision, but at the end of the day, your name is on that vision. What final advice would you give everybody? Find your purpose. Find out who you are as a person. Purpose and person, always. If you know your purpose in life, then you'll know who you are as a per person. Before you try to envision what you want to do with your life, find out who you are and what purpose you're living your life for. And how you do that is, is to me, know who you, know, who you want to be as a person. Like, I, Chris Dixon, want to be a person who's giving, caring, you know, sharing, always, you know, and my biggest thing is my children. They're my purpose, you know? Being more like, you know, you know I, I mean, a, a good father is my purpose and so with anything that goes on my my name you know because like i told you before the dixon name has a value to it to me and so before anything goes on my name i have to make sure that it's the way i want it to be as a dixon so when you say chris dixon or you say any of my kids as the last name dixon you know we're drug free intelligent extraordinary obedient and never give up so my, my advice, find your purpose, because you can't do nothing without it. I love it. Thank you so much. Contact information, I, if it's okay with you, I'd like to put you in my private Facebook group so no people problem. can reach out to you there. Um, my, uh, my Facebook is uh, Chris Dixon. Mm -hmm. um, my uh, Twitter is CD, I mean, well, no, it's Coach Dixon now, too. And, okay. uh, and, and then I have my own website, too. It's uh, ChrisDixonSports.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you. great. I mean, I'm motivated. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be driving out of here saying, okay, purpose. What, you know, revisit that, Lena. Revisit. Mm -hmm. So thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. It's been great. Everybody, I'm going to leave you with this final throw. Pull back. Pull back. Good. Yes. And you threw a strike right here. Every receiver wants to catch the ball right here. Yes. Great job. Thank you so no much. No problem. I did a good job. You did. See, you didn't throw one wobble. That's because you're a good teacher. See, and that's as simple as it that's, is. I told you you're a teacher. <laughs> I try. Thank you for listening to today's episode. 
I have come to be known as the 50 states in 90 days lady, a concept that is unfathomable to most. If you would like me to come speak at your event about how to envision, explore, and execute a plan, or how to create a life that is more exciting or more meaningful, you can find me at MotivateMePodcast.com. And the world keeps turning and I just keep